Welcome everyone to another edition of the Ryan and Russ show. On today's episode, we're talking basketball portal departures and West Virginia football. All ahead on the Ryan and Russ show. And we welcome you back to your source for West Virginia sports. I'm Rambling Rush. He's Moneyline Mac. We are the Ryan and Rush show. And we're getting right into it, Ryan, over the 4th of July, July weekend, as predicted, uh, with Ethan Bach. Found out Mo is going to go to Alabama. Joe Toussaint's headed to Big 12 rival Texas Tech. Um, James Aconquo has been in contact with North Carolina, but we don't know what his status is yet. And most recently, Jose Perez has entered the transfer portal. Um, I know a lot of people are upset by everything going on. Um, our whole messaging this whole time has been like, stay calm. Weather this storm, especially with all these guys named off, including Trey Mitchell, that you know we've already talked about in weeks past. This is production that can all be made up, and hell, we can even be a better team because of it. But there is a lot to go over, and it is kind of seems like a little bit of an exodus. What are you thinking throughout all this, being the former video coordinator for Bob Huggins? Not as bad as it seems, and it's never as good as it seems. It's kind of been our consistent message throughout. I think, like you said, it it kind of feels like a mass exodus in terms of everybody departing, but all these pieces that we've lost are replaceable. We kept our core together, Kirk Kreisha, Raekwon Battle, Jesse Edwards, and we have guys within the program that are more than capable of stepping up and filling these spots for these uh, guys that departed our program. And there's go- going to be more guys that hit the portal between now July 6th and August 28th with the grad transfer rules. Just being on the phone the last couple of days, I already know of one to two power forwards or fours, whatever you want to call their position nowadays, that are going to be in the transfer portal between now and then. There's going to be so many more names that hit the portal between now and then. I know it seems late, but this is just a new day and age in college basketball. Before we get to those potential future Mountaineers, let's kind of go through and, and update everything that's going on. Um, we know Mo is going to Alabama. Uh, quick side note, really weird that he's taken pictures with the trophy. That's I think it was the SEC champion trophy. Like apparently he was a part of that. Um, but specifically there with Mo is is we sh- we showed at the end of last year with his injuries that we can win without him. It's It's kind of going into this whole thing like, Wish guys the best, not wishing any harm on anyone, but like we can win without these guys. Joe Toussaint stepped up great last year. You know, this is probably the one of all of them that's like, yeah, it would have been great if he stayed. Uh, A common complaint with Joe was right. He dribbled too much, got the ball stolen a little bit. Um, You know, size was a little bit of a factor uh, with him, but it's it's a replaceable piece. Obviously, we'll see what's going on with Akonkwo, but like we've talked about in the past that with – you know, he had a couple blocks last year that stepped up and changed the momentum of games, but his production is very easy to replace. And then finally, and I think this is the biggest gripe we had. We have, I remember saying on last week's episode with Jose Perez, I said, be very careful if you're interested and if you end up going into the transfer portal. Well, he decided to do it. And just to kind of call him out for it is number one, you're posting picks last week that you're still in the gym working hard. This to go back to last year, we understand terrible situation that happened in Manhattan. It's too bad you weren't able to play last year, but this fan base had your back. We definitely understand that loyalty is not as a big thing in college sports anymore with NIL and transfer portal, but this 
is a fan base that stepped up to bat for you, wanted you here, was excited when you said we are now that you announced that we understand there was a different coach at the time that you were going to stay here. But dude, I like, and you go, Hey, we're open, open to returning back to West Virginia. No, goodbye. See you, Jose. We, this we're, we're not playing this game. We want people that want to be here. We want people that are team players. We want people that embody the West Virginia spirit. We want people that, okay, there's some rough waters, some tough times that, that still work it out and, and, and give it a chance and give it all they have. And clearly Jose just wasn't that type of player. And he misses a whole year of playing. Um, and I guess that's all I have to say about it, Ryan, is is he's open to returning about West Virginia, but we we don't want him. We're, we're going to be better without him. And we've heard of the term addition by subtraction. I think that's what Jose is. And we saw it to comparable is we saw it with Oscar Toshibwe a couple years ago, right? All of a sudden he left, you know, start playing a lot better. So I, I I'm not comparing him by any means playing wise yeah. to, to Oscar, to the, the player of the year uh, for men's basketball. But Jose, you had your chance and just good luck at Michigan or, you know, sitting on the bench there or wherever you want to go. But Morgantown doesn't need you anymore. He's, he's basically said he's going to transfer for about a month now. <laughs> he's, he's, he's hinted at it. And I think everybody fell in love with the hype of Jose Perez and like, this is an easily replaceable guy. I, I wish Jose the best. You're not replacing like, anything. He never yeah. played. He, he didn't it, play. And, and it, if he was eligible last year, he would have played like 10 minutes. He wasn't going to play over Eric Stevenson. He wasn't going to play over Emmett Matthews. He wasn't going to play over Keezer and Johnson. Probably not Joe Tucson either. He, he would have been a role piece. And that's what he was going to be this year. I think everybody gets hyped up in the statistics of of how many points he averaged at Manhattan. Newsflash, the easiest thing to replace in basketball is points per game. The hardest thing to replace is culture, your locker room, being a good teammate. Anybody can score the ball. It, it, just to rewind, too, like you mentioned, we, we were better without Oscar once he left. I can I can just go back to last year when we finished, what, 10th in the Big 12 and Jalen Bridges, Sean McNeil, and those guys all transferred. We got a new group in that wanted to be here, and we took a step. I'll rewind all the way back to 2014 when Terry Henderson, who averaged 13 points in the Big 12, and Aaron Harris, who averaged 17. Those guys aren't either of those guys. We they, they, they were unhappy. They wanted a bigger role, even though they were both combining for 30 points a game and taking every shot. Um, we, we went to Press Virginia, and we were just fine without them. Points per game is the easiest thing to replace, and we have plenty of guys that can score the ball with Kerr, uh, Raekwon and Jesse Edwards, and then guys that really have not had an opportunity to play extended minutes in Seth Wilson, Kobe Johnson, Josiah mm-hmm. Harris, and, and Pat's going to get a bigger role. Newsflash, too. Seth and Kobe have actually played in the Big 12. Jose Perez has not played a game or a minute in the Big 12. And with with Seth and Kobe, too, is beyond those minutes, they came in and, and they played like dogs. And I – they they – what started with a everyone coming to West Virginia, we saw transfer portal round one, as we're calling it, where everyone wanted to come here and play for Bob Huggins and work that out is those guys, you know, could have seen like, Hey, maybe we should find a place to get more playing time, but they weathered the storm. They said, no, we want to be here and we want to prove a point. And obviously we saw everything with happened and now got people are leaving and they're still saying, staying, we're going to stay here. Kobe, you know, I'm not a big, fan of especially players or or you know anyone reacting or overreacting or 
getting too involved with social media, you know, prove it out on the court type of thing. But I'm glad, you know, Kobe's tweets were going around yesterday and him standing up for himself. And he's like, watch me. That guy is betting on himself. And, and the loyalty from Seth Wilson and, and Kobe, I just, it will, I'm, I, I agree with you, Ryan, as we talked about last week with maybe going four guards and a big with Josh's offense mm-hmm. running fast, you know, those guys are going to have their role and Hey, go out there, go out there and show what you're made of. And, and we're just, Glad that they're still a part I, of this team, Ryan. I, I've seen Kobe. I've watched Seth and Kobe for a whole year. That was my last year there. And there were times where those were the two best players in practice, where they were the white team, the scout team, as they call it, was absolutely destroying our, our starting unit. It kind of uh, goes hand in hand with why we had a bad year that year. But no, those guys came out and competed. Um, they weren't getting the minutes, obviously, that you want to get, but they kept their head down, kept working. And last year, I, I can count on multiple times where Seth came in and made big shots. Uh, the games at Iowa State on the road, uh, he made a big three against Maryland. Whenever his number was called, he came in and made shots and defended Kobe. We put Kobe in when Trey Mitchell got tossed in the Iowa State game for the elbow. He guarded multiple positions and was huge down the stretch. Pat Sumnick as well. Um, at the fog, he was big. He was big in the Maryland game to keep that thing close when we were in foul trouble. And Josiah Harris. Uh, oh, another game at Texas Tech. Josiah, when when uh, the starting unit didn't have it that night and hugs bench everybody but Eric Stevenson, who were the guys that came in and made shots? Seth made like five threes. Josiah mm-hmm. came in and made a couple shots. Bank and Kobe played. So, yeah, these guys have shown flashes. They just haven't had the opportunity. But like I said, every time that everybody has panicked over the last decade, I already touched on it with Aaron Harris and Terry Henderson leaving. We got much better. Jalen Bridges, Sean McNeil, they left. We got much better last year. It's going to happen again. Get the guys that want to be here, buy in. You already have your core of guys that that can score the ball and are talented enough. Now it's about getting the right pieces in place. Guys like Gabe Osaboyan that we got the day before the fall semester. Getting those glue pieces that will go in with this core that we already have intact. Hello, Rambling Rush here. And we'll take you back to your episode momentarily. The Ryan and Rush Show is on its way to monetization. And we need your help. Please subscribe to our show if you haven't yet and let your friends know all about it. The Ryan and Rush Show is your source for West Virginia sports and our goal is to make this our full-time job and to give you the best news and analysis available. Again, that's The Ryan and Rush Show. Please subscribe today and share with all your friends. Now back to the episode. And Ryan, it's like what we talked about with with Josh Eilert now getting the head coaching job, right? Is, is you do the right things, you weather the storm, you wait your turn, you get the job and you take that opportunity and run. And Kobe and Seth, Pat, all those guys, uh, Josiah Harris, which shout out to Josiah Harris. He's going to yeah. be graduating as a freshman. What the, the joke's been going around, right? Is now that he'll be a grad, he'll, he'll leave. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, I, I, I think he's here to stay. Um, go out there, take this opportunity, guys, and, and, and run with it. So it, it, I'm really excited to see that underdog mentality this year with this team. And that's going to culture, going to – making up for points per game. That's how you do it is, Hey, we're all in this together. Everyone's counting us out. Let's let it rip. So appreciate all the guys, of course, staying around. We have the core of this team with Kerr, Raekwon, uh, Jesse Edwards, all the guys that we've, you know, named throughout this episode. I'm very happy with that core. And like we talked about, Ryan is production will be made up for in the transfer portal throughout the rest of, of this summer. So transitioning over to that, Ryan, 
Um, and you were kind of talking about how, you know, people are going to be entering the portal. Um, Ethan Bach reported yesterday, we, uh, West Virginia is interested in two guys out there right now. What are your thoughts as now we kind of know how this team, the core of this team is settling. Where do we go from here to now get that production to, to make up? So I, I think everybody's in agreement that the biggest void right now is the four spot. We, we mentioned that we're going to end up playing smaller. I do think that Josiah Harris is going to take a big step forward, and I think you can slide him to the four at times to make shots, defend multiple positions. Hugs has been on record saying in the future he's going to be an all-Big 12 guy, so maybe he's able to make a big freshman to sophomore jump. He's always in the gym. Uh, obviously a great kid and very intelligent. I mean, anybody that's uh, applying for graduation headed into their sophomore year after their freshman year is – much smarter than you and I, at least. So, um, but okay. yeah, our guy Ethan uh, Bachbaum is—he uh, reported yesterday they're in contact with the kid from Memphis, Malcolm Dandridge. He—he he was a highly touted guy coming out of high school, kind of like all the Memphis kids. And I—I I think he—he's an option. He—he would be a good depth piece. He—he he played uh, significant minutes on that Memphis team. He was really good in the FAU game late in that game. I think, but there's going to be other guys that are going to pop between now and August 28th. It's just like, you just don't know. I just like, like I said, I still have plenty of friends in the basketball community and people talk in the basketball community. There's already been one, two, maybe even three guys that I know off firsthand that are going to hit the portal. Obviously I can't say that until they're actually in the portal because mm -hmm. that would not be fair to them. Ben Bree, another name um, being brought up from Florida state, the six foot six guard, um, obviously yes. would make an excellent addition uh, to, to this West Virginia basketball team. So I guess, you know, obviously you want to protect your sourcing, Ryan, um, and you want to, you know, keep things and you want to be fair to the, to the potential players Play. out there that will yeah. hit the transfer portal. But we're here to let everyone know again, that it's going to be all right. It, this is, this is, we'll weather the storm. And next thing you know, this production will be made up. And then, and then the storyline will be right. Wow. We actually might be a, a better than we originally were structured. So yeah. it's just the wave of the transfer portal. It's, it's the era we live in. It's whether we like it or not, it is what it is, but this will swing around. And, and not to take a jab. I don't like to take jabs at 18 to 22 year olds, but I mentioned the scoring production, replacing it. Between the guys that have all left, they combined for about 10 points per game last year. So it's not even like you're replacing that much scoring. It was the hype around the potential of, of somebody that didn't play, and, and people, people just took it to a whole different level. And that's why so many people are reacting the way they are. But we're here to tell you it's going to be okay. Hey, everyone. Moneyline Mac from the Ryan and Russ Show, your source for West Virginia sports. As we wrap up year number one on the Ryan and Russ show, we can't thank you enough for your loyalty and support. And as we transition into year number two, we need your help. We need you to get over there and subscribe. It takes 10 seconds out of your day and really helps out the show. The future is bright in West Virginia Athletics, the Big 12, and of course, the Ryan and Russ show. And we can't wait to be with you every step of the way, bringing you the necessary content and information you need. So remember, subscribe and let's go Mountaineers. Breaking news as this show was going on, it is officially been put out there by the Big 12 on Twitter that West Virginia is expected to finish last in football. Another storm we got to tell everyone to relax and calm down about. This is we we've done episodes on this, and you know, we'll so much has gone on basketball wise. We'll be returning to our football episodes next week as well as keeping everyone up to date with what's going on with the basketball situation. 
but we're I'm I'm calling it right now. I'm willing to bet. Put it in the comments. Put whatever you want out there. I'll bet anyone that West Virginia does not finish last in the Big 12. We are not going two and ten. We're not going three and nine. We're not going four and eight, but that's at least where the 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 floor starts. This Ryan, this feels anywhere from a five and seven to a seven and five team. My guess is we end up six and six. Yeah. I, I think this is a complete overreaction. I think I tweeted. Uh, I've tweeted about this all off season. It, I, I get why uh, it's kind of been just the public narrative that they are uh, like. I think the one um, quote was they look like a MAC team. They're not a MAC team. They're, they're the starting centers at all Big Twelve conference uh, first team selection, and you got multiple guys on the offensive line that are uh, in the upper tier of the offensive linemen in the Big Twelve. It's I don't know. It, it, it's they call it preseason rankings for a reason. I personally kind of like it. I thought everything went wrong last year, and they still finished five and seven. So I'm with you. I think worst case five and seven, most likely in that six, maybe seven win range. Though. Yeah, yeah. Get to a bowl. We got Neil Brown yeah. for one more year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see where it goes uh, from there. Yeah. No and doubt. you brought it up. Congratulations to uh, Zach Frazier, our starting yes. center, named um, All Big Twelve uh, for the preseason. It is a big honor and a big congratulations. A lot's expected. I've always kind of been um, against preseason rankings, Ryan, for for you know any sport. It's let let's see the production. Like you're not the NFL's not giving out the MVP to start the season, but hey, it's the way they do it. it it's kind of the this we have these expectations for these players. Watch out! It does give the the good players that have earned it over the years. You know some mm-hmm. some national recognition you know which helps with scouting and and getting to that next point so i understand why they do it it just it's more it's always something that seemed a little weird to me but hey it is what it is just like the transfer portal nil it's something that's here and you might as well get used to it so congratulations to to zach frazier we're looking forward to you blocking your ass off this year so hey good luck good luck to you and and of course the rest of the mountaineers and to put in perspective how meaningless preseason rankings are, Texas is number one again for like the 10th straight year. And what was the last time they won it? Uh, yeah, probably when Vince Young was there. Maybe Colt, maybe Colt McCoy. So, yeah, man, it's people People love to get it, – it's talking points. It's clickbait stuff. It, it it gives us something to talk about till, uh we kick the ball off against Penn State. But preseason rankings are meaningless. That's why they play the game, right? Yep. Anyway – We love you all. Have a great weekend. Uh, We'll be back next week with updates on the basketball situation, of course. Um, Start talking some football storylines and positioning groups. We did start that. Start with the quarterback positioning group, Ryan, and then, well, a couple things happened. (laughs) So it's been this basketball run. We're excited to get back to football. Um, It's it's around here. I think uh, from our Twitter account, check us out on Twitter, at Ryan and Rush Show. Um, 66 days. Well, I guess it's 65 now till, till the home opener Mylon Puskar against uh, Duquesne. So, hey, hey, we're getting there, Ryan. We're getting there. It'll be here before we know it. Labor Day weekend. Love you all and go Mountaineers. Go Mountaineers.